Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. We are super excited you have elected to join us this evening. We just opened the show to the tunes of jazz musician John Porter. We want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. And when I say the entire community, I really am talking about all communities. No one is excluded. Truly, this show is for all of us, no doubt. We spotlight fascinating topics and guests that shape the world we live in. Stay connected with the show, and please share us with everyone you know. We continue to receive positive reviews about this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Please keep submitting the feedback and telling the world about us. You, the listeners, really inspire and drive and motivate this show. We have a very special and dynamic guest with us this evening. I am excited to welcome this gentleman. We have the very funny and hilarious and gifted Akatunde. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Akatunde. With us on the show, he is here tonight. Our conversation with this extremely popular comedian will speak for itself. He has a lot to share. Stay with us to be empowered and to laugh. We all love a good laughter. Laughter is good for the soul. And he offers clean comedy. So please stay with us. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, we have a complete show tonight. We will also feature a musical selection from the very talented Soul Tempo. This track is so hot. I love it. I love it. I love it. You will certainly want to listen to this track because it is inspirational, positive, and it will get you moving. This entire show will truly astound you. Let's get it all started right now. It's shout-out corner time. Shout-out corner time, and as our regular listeners know, this is a time where we briefly say hello and express acknowledgments to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up, hello, Michelle Smith of Columbia, South Carolina. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Also, hello to my folks, Lisco and Shirley Thomas. I love you. Thanks for staying connected to this show, and they're also out of Columbia, South Carolina. Lastly, hello to the Charlotte All-Stars Cheerleading Squad. The Charlotte All-Stars Cheerleading Squad out of North Carolina. Thanks to several of the team parents who have reached out to us to say hello. Do you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Please email the show at letstalkshana at gmail.com, and I will put your good news on the air. We are also now officially on Instagram. That's right, I said it, Instagram. Join us. You can find us by searching Let's Talk America radio show. 
Also, email us your photos to place on our wall of fame. We love our loyal listeners, and we want to put you on our wall of fame. So simply email us again at letstalkshana at gmail.com, and I promise we will post your photos. Right now, we will quickly go over our words of inspiration for today's show. And, of course, this is one of my favorite segments of the show where I provide statements that I personally find profound or moving. Today, we have funny guy Mel Brooks, the comedian. He said, life literally abounds in comedy if you just look around you. Again, life literally abounds in comedy if you just look around you. Funny male man, Mel Brooks. But speaking of comedy, we have funny man Aka Tunde with us right now. This gentleman is described as hilarious, bold, fresh, positive, and groundbreaking. He practices clean comedy for the entire family. No profanity. But I want him to speak for himself. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. How are you? Awesome. How about you, ma'am? I am awesome, awesome, and excited to have Funny Man Akatunde with us. And I hopefully I'm saying your name right. If not, blame it on the fact that I am from the South. Certainly, we are just thrilled to have you on, and you keep so many people, really millions of individuals, laughing and really feeling good about life and their future. So let's get it all started so we can get to know you a little better here on the show. But first off, tell us about the journey to becoming the talented and very hilarious comedian. Well, I mean, I've been a comedian for 20 years. Uh, eight of those, I was a secular comedian working comedy clubs. And uh, I used to cuss. I would tell people, you you know, the guy you see now, that's, that's been a, a, a long time coming. I, I used to have a, there's still some videos actually on of me cussing. So okay. that's just, that's just, no, that's BC before Christ. Okay. Uh, I, got, uh, I got saved in 1999, and then um, I just couldn't, you know, do my career the way, same way I did it before. Yeah. So that then shifted me to more of, of, of a ministry focus than just a comedy focus. And from there, really, is when God really opened up doors and, and, and I, you know, became even funnier, I believe, because I wasn't trying to be. It just was really just an empowerment to, to be funny. Well, you know, I was going to say, of course, I know your work. You're super, super funny. And I always wonder to myself, sir, why do comedians, so many of the ones uh, out there in the secular market, if you will, feel they have to use such of the harsh words of profanity to be funny? Because so many times the joke is just as funny without the harsh words. Right. Well, it's because it's easy. Oh. You know, there's something about, you know, when people hear something that's, has a cuss word in it or something that's shocking, people people respond to shock value with some some type of laughter okay. or some type of, uh, they just find it funny for some reason. Okay. Or certain passes people. And then, and, and then, so comedians tend to do what everybody else does. And if it's easier and if it seems like it's working, then they will continue to do it. Mm, anything for that laugh. Yeah, pretty much. And that's comedy is one of those things. You're up there, you're in the moment. You know, all eyes are on you, and in a split second, you got to be funny. And if you have that, you have that uh, propensity to go for the easy, the easy laugh, then you'll take it. You'll go for it. 
Yes, yes. And you're right. So much of comedy, to me, seems to be impromptu or in the moment. And it's a tough job that you all have. Yeah, comedy is one of those, one of the few art forms where it's just you. It's you, the crowd, and the mic. Mm-hmm. So if they laugh at you, then they laugh at you. They're not laugh at you or your band, your backup singer, yes. and, and, and your, your crew. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's all, it's all on you uh, to uh, deliver I've got to ask you this, because you're a world-renowned comedian. Is it really true, the rumor, that silence is the enemy of a comedian? You hate to hear silence after a joke? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, and see, because one thing, the crowd doesn't like a joke, and then they make a noise, or they boo, or they hiss, or somebody yells out something, because then you've got something to respond to. Okay. But if there if is silence, silence is like, the ultimate um, uh, 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 expression of, of, of this thing, of this life. I see. So the crowd is silent. like, man, you know, they don't really like that one. Well, and so you all aren't thinking, maybe they're pondering over the joke? You <laughs> do have, there, there are cases, that there are some audiences, uh, like white people are much more laid back than, than black audience. A black audience, when you say something, it's a, it's a split second response. Immediate, big burst of laughter. Sometimes in a, in a white audience, there'll be a pause, and then there'll be a slow build-up. There is the role of laughter, and then, you know, then it tapers off. So, you know, you have to understand which audience you're in front of, you know, as well. I see. Now, tell me this. How does comedy impact the average person's life? And I've got to know this because you're a positive guy. You're a guy, obviously, in the church, a man about family and Christ. How can comedy improve our lives? Well, first off, you know, we all laugh. There's always something, you know, whether we are laughing at something that we really find funny or something that we just uh, are, you know, kind of laughing at from a nervous laugh or pretending to laugh. But yes. everybody laughs every day. You're laughing at something every day. You're chuckling at something every day. Yes. And, and normally, you know, it's something, it's, it's, it's something that, that a lot of times stuff that you should laugh at. Okay. You know, but <laughs> you're laughing anyway. And, but, but comedy is, it's truly a healer. It heals you. It heals your spirit. It heals your yeah. soul, and it heals your body physically. And a lot, a lot of times, people don't recognize that that, that they literally that belly laughter, a good belly laugh. People who have good, consistent belly laugh, they actually live longer. Wow. Laugh. Your body, a chemical is released in your body. That's a healing chemical. And that, you can Google that. You can confirm that. Wow. And science has proven that. And and then in addition to that, like I said. You know, laughter can, can, can change the situation. It's like, okay, it, it, any, any guy out there, if that's how you get into an argument with your wife, yes. you get that heat of moment, just start laughing. Start laughing. <laughs> and it can change the whole situation. Start laughing. It ain't funny. Like, girl, you know, you know, I ain't really mean all that stuff I was saying. She might still be mad with you, but, her, but you will change her, her whole posture just by you beginning to laugh. And that's how powerful laughter is. For the most part, people don't use it. You know, that's a very good point that all of us, all the listeners of Let's Talk America, listen, great advice. So just start laughing in the middle of a heated debate. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that change the presidential debates if they just burst into laughter? <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you, you debate with John McCain. John McCain might jump over the establishment. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remain silent on that. <laughs> Okay, I've got it. 
we're going to be good. We're gonna... <laughs> I've got it. Okay. I, I like job <laughs> I've got to know this, though. What inspires you in genius comedy? Well, I mean, well, thank you first for even, even thinking of it in that manner, but I really just, just observe it. Like, okay. you know, there's so much stuff around. My, my wife is, is a source of great material. Her, yes. her and our relationship, the way, you know, we respond to each other is a source of material. My, my children are a huge source of material. <laughs> and they always are kids, aren't they? <laughs> always. I got three teenagers. Uh-oh. <laughs> So they, 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 they emotional at the same time. They know everything <laughs> at the same time. They need $75. It's just amazing, just conflicting mix of testosterone. I got daughters too, so, you know, I got the estrogen for it. It's amazing. And so they're always giving me material. But, and, and they always will give me material because they'll be going through life and they'll get married and yeah. have children. So, you know, it's life, I think, for me, that's most material. It's like, of course, if you watch the news and you're always getting material from, from things that happen in the world, you know, whether it's President Seller Wolf Dickens Superior or, you know, George Zimmerman and his wife arguing with Pots and Pans, it's always some type of material out there for you. And, uh, and, and, and so it's never in this book. Wow, so just life itself. And I'll tell you this, sir, I'm really fascinated by that answer because we've interviewed famous jazz musicians, actors, musicians on the show, and when we say what inspires your work, for instance, with musicians, they will say just what you said. They echo life. They say it's life itself looking around at their spouses, their children, their mothers or fathers. It inspires them to really create a masterpiece. Right, and then for me, I think, you know, all that is filtered by my spirit. Yes. Because God, God gives you a, a concept. Like for me, one there was a time when I used to have to carry the jokes. I really like dig deep and work hard. Okay. These lines. And now I'll I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be shaving and it's like a flood of material comes. Concept, ideas. Oh wow. Like, okay, where's the pen? Where's the laptop? Because this is all and it comes like a wave like that. Yes. And um um I think the you know you know you God will give you concepts and ideas up to you what you do with something. I was telling me that we're always getting ideas. Yes. It just depends upon are we disciplined enough to, to write it down. That's right. Are we disciplined enough to go through it and and, and work out the, the details of it and uh, and make it funny. Absolutely, the brain at work. Now, I've got to ask this question because we have a comedian one-on-one with us this evening, and everyone who's a fan of comedy always thinks this deep down inside. Do you write your own material? Can you admit that to us or not? Yes, I, I do. I write my own okay. material. I write for other comedians as okay. well. I do, I do some ghostwriting. Okay. Um, I can't tell you who because the, the last ghostwriting job I did, I got a, a like a six-page contract basically telling me I, I would be sued if I stayed in my role. So, um, so but, uh, but, and then, but then even with, with, with I do, even as I write for myself, I do have a, a, a group of comedians that I bounce material off. Okay. I got my boys, you know, Spanky Brown. Oh, wow. Uh, Funny. With, uh, uh, Corey Johnson. I'll call them up. And then it'll be a concept, but we'll kind of talk something, kind of bounce off each other. And then they may, they may t- tag a joke, and I may do the same for them. So 
you know, even though uh, uh, I write my own material, you do have people that is like your muse. My wife is my muse too. She just doesn't laugh. My wife, she'll say, I'll give her the, the best joke, and she'll say, that's funny. Wow. And that, that, <laughs> that, that's all she'll get. And she, that the few times she ever laughed, I know I got a boom record. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a hit. <laughs> oh, this is a hit. She chuckled. Huge hit. Wow, very good. So you do write your own material. But, okay, so for someone that's not a comedian, and I'm not, how do you put a joke together? You say it comes to you, maybe you're shaving, maybe you're out with the wife, with the kids. I mean, but so do you always necessarily write then and there? I know you say you run to the laptop or try to write it down. But do you automatically do that, or do you say, well, that's part of the joke, you'll come back a week or two later once you get input from your guy friends? How does that work? That, it, it kind of comes all in different ways. Sometimes the entire joke is coming to you in a flood. Okay. Sometimes it's a concept. It's an it's a, it's a idea or basically something that you observe that's fun. And then, and, and then you kind of take it and you get together, with, whether you do it by yourself or you do it with the committee, and then you kind of come up with, with the, the anatomy of a joke, which a joke is just like a movie. Yes. A joke has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. And have you ever Have you ever watched a movie and it was over and you're like, are you serious? Is that it? <laughs> and you're angry because the movie just ended. It was the same thing with a joke. It's like you have to recognize that the, the joke has a premise, has a setup, and has a punchline. So what's the premise? And then what's the setup? How do you set that up to, to, to get to the punchline? Because if you if you prematurely get to the punchline first, then the joke's not funny. So okay. although it's that, that simple that detail of, you know, understanding the full anatomy of a joke and then executing it. And then after that it's all time. Wow. Because a pause here can make a joke seventy five percent more funny than if you just rush through this thing. Okay. So so and so and that that's where time comes in. Like there there is a one particular joke that I came up with that I did it when I shot my DVD, yes. my special, it was funny, but 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 I had just wrote it like two months before. Okay. But eight, nine months later, now it's hilarious because I've had time to tweak it. I see. Several times over and over, over and over again. And so, but that, so it's, it's, it's like I said, it's the premise, the setup, the punchline, and then there's time. Intriguing, just like putting a story or a movie together, as you said. Hmm. Exactly. Good exactly. stuff. Now, okay, so you're obviously a family man. You have a beautiful family, a gorgeous wife, great kids. Thank you. Now, I've got to know this, though, because you always see, like, oh, he's funny, he's funny on stage. You bounce material off your wife and your friends and your fellow colleagues. But are you naturally funny at home? Or you're like, when I'm home, I need a break. I'm the serious dad. What, what, how are you at home? Are you? Would your wife say you're super hilarious naturally? I, I, I am a total mixed bag. That's just, I'm, I'm like, when I'm off stage, I'm not the guy who's on. I'm not the comedian who's Okay. You know, I've been around that guy who's the whole day they do a material like this. <laughs> said that last night, please. <laughs> we have breakfast. <laughs> you know, Where's the off but, button? <laughs> all right, turn it off, go to sleep. <laughs> At, at home, I'm much more of, I'm a regular person, so I might say something funny. Okay. Serious. You know, it just kind of, and then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong disciplinarian. So. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're the serious parent. Well, I would say, I'm a, I would say, I, I, 
my kids sometimes I, I'm correcting them, and, 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 they, and they may be nothing that they want to hear. They may be laughing at it because <laughs> I'm saying it in a manner that probably truthfully funny. You know, so like like we kind of like sometimes I tease my kids about my older children about the person they kind of like or they call themselves dating or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you know. And they're like my daughter's like, Dad, that's not funny. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> And look, and I would tell her this, a comedian or not, a dad will be a dad. Exactly, exactly. Now, okay, tell me this. You're super funny. There are a lot of great reviews about you by everybody out there. But who's the funniest comedian of all times, in your opinion? For me, it's a toss-up between Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Oh, good. Good choices. And, and, and. Uh, Bill Cosby, because Bill Cosby was a barrier breaker. Bill Cosby, to this day, is touring, doing 5,000 feet things. I know. Sitting, sitting in a chair and doing two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, wow. That's, he had no opening act. He, it just, the circle was no, no, you see him on the Cosby show, you see, he's a creator fan. Yeah. It's just a mic, mic says, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cosby. Wow. Speak for itself, the name. It's just three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so, I mean, that's legendary. And and for him to still be that funny at his age. Yes. So encouraging. Um, But then Richard Pryor was so truthful with his pain. Okay. Put things on stage with his pre-basing, being burnt. Yes. Drug accident. Yes. Or growing up in a whorehouse. Yeah. Put that on stage and make it funny, and you're like, man, like, if he can make that funny. Because like some of the stuff that you laugh at Richard Pryor, you laugh at, you're like, man. Particularly when you, you, what you know now about how the effects, the long term effects of things that yeah. happen. You look at it, you, you're thinking, man, that, was, that wasn't really a funny situation, but he was able to make that, like, legitimately hilarious. And that's, yeah. a, that's an art. It really is, and I a few years ago read his biography, and he's had such an intriguing life, a really intriguing because, like you said, when you think about his upbringing, being raised by his grandmother and the environment that he was, and, and everything that he experienced, a success on so many different levels, but then some of the decisions he made that weren't always, if you will, ideal, and he became, you know, became full circle with it, just an intriguing life. Right. Mm. And he did take his pain and made us all laugh at it. Ingenious gentleman for sure. Now, there are a lot of aspiring comedians who may or may not have mentors. What advice do you have to give to an aspiring comedian who wants to be as successful as you one day? Well, I mean, there's a lot lot of people that are at at a whole other other level, and I I look at all of them as I even look at through my past, that is, I think one of the main things is is staying open to the art form and loving what you do. Okay. One, one of the worst things is being around someone, like I've been on the road with a bit of comedy. Okay. A bit of comedian. And I'm like, I, I, I said to myself, I never want to be that guy. If I, if I ever got to become that guy, I would stop doing it. So I think it's number one, having a love for, for, for what you do and being willing to do it for free. Anything that you would do for free. Okay. You're probably going to be good enough that somebody's going to want to pay you okay. a considerable amount of money at some point. Because it's your and passion. Because your passion yeah. and you love it, and you're not. And it's, it's something about we're not doing something for the money. It's amazing how the money somehow shows up. Mm, everything works so, out. 
it works. It's, it work. It always works itself out. And then the other part of it is not being afraid to just put in that work. Like if I got, like I was, when I first started, I, I would drive sometimes six, eight hours just to get on stage. Wow. And, and sometimes I would, I, I remember when I would drive to Atlanta hoping that I would get on at, at one of the best comedy clubs in the country. I would yeah. drive up and sit and stand around for four hours hoping to get on. And the, the guy comes over and says, hey, now i get you next week. Not knowing that I didn't live in Atlanta. I didn't, mm. I didn't drive across town. I drove three and a half, four yeah. hours. But that's um, a love for the art. That's a love and a hunger. A love yes. and a hunger, you know. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and then stay humble. Okay. Because comedy is a very egotistical and prideful industry. Because if you look at it, it's you and the crowd of people are laughing at you. It's, like I said, you're not, it's not like you're traveling with three other Beatles. Okay. It's you. So, you know, it's, 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 you have to really continuously humble yourself and, 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 Humble yourself so God don't have to do it for you. Yeah, so, everything so. the way it should be. You know, as of today, as we begin to wrap up, we have a new segment on the show where we ask our featured guests really off-the-wall, yet intriguing and funny, somewhat funny questions, I guess it could be. So we've got Funny Man. You're on with us right now. Okay, so it's random question time. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, would you rather watch the world news or a sports show? I, I'm totally out of sports group. I, I don't even know when football season started. Wow. I basketball. I am totally out of sports group. I, I, was, I always watch news. I, the reason why I watch news is because I don't really have time to watch TV. I see. So the news is like something I can do, and as soon as I get tired of it, I can leave it. Wow. I, don't have, I don't have to make me committed to it. Yeah, so, so it's not like a series on television. No, I always, yes. I always say, this is just a terrible reference, but I always say, the news is like a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she just be like, hey, she, I just, I was there for, for a while, then I left, but I don't have any long-term <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've never heard so, it described like that. <laughs> it's a terrible analogy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm telling you the thing. <laughs> but that's what I get for asking a random question to a comedian. <laughs> okay, we've got another random question for you. Would you rather clean up the house or mow the grass? Oh, oh ten times more cutting grass. I, I, it's funny that now I, I turned 40, and it started before that, but, like, I love yard work. Oh, wow. Like, You've like, truly wow. become full circle as a father. <laughs> I, am, I am a show-up certified grown man. <laughs> Like, I look forward, like, I got to do some yard work this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> now, I'm that is funny. All right, this Saturday, I'm going to get out there, and I'm going to do my hedges, so I'm going to edge up my grass, so I'm going to stretch the water out. <laughs> like, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> okay, we got to get out of here. Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. But before you get out of here, Tell our listeners this evening how they can find out more about your ingenious, funny, inspirational comedy. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. Okay. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there with Let's Talk America. And if y'all want to get in touch with me, please go to my website. That's IconTunedate.net. That's A-K-I-N-T-U-N-D-E.net. We'll be launching a new uh, version of the website in the coming weeks. So uh, check us out. And then, of course, I'm on Twitter at, at Ock Laughs. That's A-K Laughs. 
and on Facebook at Ocklabs or Comedian Akintunde. Akintunde, you are a friend of this show, and we appreciate you. Keep shining. Thank you. You do the same. Keep doing what you do. Thank you. Dynamic conversation. Everyone, we have to get out of here, but join us next Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Soul Tempo's music will close us out. Soul Tempo, trust in God. Enjoy, everyone. When I wake another day, first thing that I do is drop to my knees. That's what I do. Giving thanks for his grace, the gift of life and the air I breathe. His blessings all. Yeah.